0: Welcome to the very first episode of the Escalate Report. I'm Victor Escalante, and I have in the studio today, Vicky Cruz, my business partner and co-host, and we are thrilled to embark on this journey of accelerating success together with you. Today marks the genesis of an empowering expedition, a podcast meticulously crafted to navigate the currents of achievements, ambition, and acceleration. The Escalate Report is not just a podcast, it's a beacon illuminating the path towards amplified triumphs and exponential growth. In each episode, we'll embark on an expedition with a realm of success, armed with insights, strategies, and conversations intended to elevate and propel you towards your aspirations. Whether you're an inspiring entrepreneur, a career-driven professional, or an individual with a thirst for personal development, This show is tailored to fuel your journey to unparalleled success. We'll dive deep into the intricacies of achievement, exploring the methods, the mindsets and milestones that define success across various domains. Our aim is not just to inform, but to inspire action, guiding you through the uncharted territories of advancement and providing tools to carve your own path towards greatness. Expect to engage with industry trailblazers thought leaders, and success mavens who will share their stories, wisdom, and lessons learned. We'll unravel their secrets, dissect their strategies, and distill actionable insights that you can integrate into your own pursuit of success. So whether you're seeking strategies for business expansion, personal growth, or simply looking to optimize your path to success, the Escalate Report is your compass, your guide, and your companion on the extraordinary voyage. Join me in this inaugural expedition as we set sail with the Boundless Realm of Accelerated Success. Together, let's unlock the mysteries, defy limitations, and chart a course towards remarkable achievements. Thank you for tuning in, and let's escalate our success journey together. This is The Escalate Report, signing in to ignite your journey to accelerated success. So without further ado, let's dive right into our inaugural episode. Let's do this. Joining me in the studio today is Vicky Cruz Ev, my new business partner, Escalate Performance Solutions. We're going to talk to you about the story of how we had a vision. Uh, I want to say about seven years ago. So, Vicky, welcome to Escalate and
1: Thrive. Hey, thank you, Victor. It's been great working with you. Of course, I mean, although we're new, right? Working together in this business venture, um, we've known each other for some quite time, right?
0: Right. So we first started talking about creating a Vic Talks. Uh take us down memory lane and talk oh, about what we were attempting to do seven years ago.
1: It's oh it's always been about empowerment. You know, uh the vision that we have were work to have always had in mind was empowerment. So our, our vision was to create a platform where we create leaders, you know, where we will take out, not just create them, but just empower empower the leaders that are here to get their voices heard, you know, to get their knowledge out. I mean, so many people, you know, have experiences, have education, and Big Talks was a platform to, to get those voices heard.
0: Tell us what VIC stands for.
1: Voices Inspiring Communities.
0: So two VICs coming together to inspire communities through VIC Talks.
1: Can you imagine that? There's so much victory in that.
0: There is. <laughs> and and we're just getting started. I know. But first and foremost is Escalate Performance Solutions. Tell us what the company is about.
1: Oh, my goodness. What isn't it about? I, it's, again, empowerment. It's just what we do. You know, it's taking... It's taking... Um, companies build not just, it's being a bridge, it's it's closing that gap, right?
0: The execution gap that a lot of companies uh, difficulty in identifying some of the personnel problems, some of the problem personalities that sometimes uh, join a company, they're highly talented, but at times they're very conflicted. They don't get along well with others and company is faced with, uh, do we get rid of them? and have a lot of talent walk out the door? Or do we try to work with them? Do we try to find a common ground to where these problem personalities can get along with others and thrive to be able to get on the same team, just like a football team? It's like you have different personalities that need to come together uh, for a cause that is bigger than them individually so that they can have a winning game, so that they can have a winning season. And let's face it, companies are more than ever challenged in the marketplace when it comes to the market in flux with uh, what used to work no longer working and with people having to adapt to new challenges. Talk to us about your experience in the corporate world.
1: Oh, gosh, that's been um, about 23 years, Victor, you know, in several industries, um, beginning with oil and gas. I've worked in government contracting uh, and sales staffing, um, brought companies from a local level to a national level and vice versa. And the HR perspective is centralizing and um, creating, um, you know, platforms for talent acquisition departments. Um, And when I say that, it means basically creating, um, you know, configuring databases and so process improvements. And so that's kind of my background. Um, A lot of team building. And like you said, you know, working with employees, being in HR for um, these years um, allowed me to work with so many companies, organizations, departments um, to facilitate team building environments, to create um, an environment you know, conducive for growth. You know, I mean, there's so many um, employees out there or you, that are not really optimizing their, their, their potential, you know, and so much turnovers, you know, I mean, I saw so much turnover in corporate America that um, it's not healthy for, you know, their financial states. So I um, so going back, I mean, I I did everything in a, um, it, a full cycle HR, and um, and my background also includes heavy lifting uh, for North and South America um, in the recruitment space.
0: Yeah, I have some experience in that also in being a recruiter for key positions within companies and organizations. Not only for companies that I worked in, but also for clients that they need to uh, recruit at a specific person for a high-performance job. And let me tell you, uh, it's not easy to find uh, the right person for that particular position. And so what I have to do is I have to personality profile them to see if they're a good fit for the requirement. And sometimes it can take months. uh, In uh, one position, we're going on two years of having to Uh, Profile certain candidates and they just don't meet the criteria. Uh, There's so much that goes into recruiting talent that a lot of people don't realize.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're dealing with, especially in the oil field services, um, you're working with small projects, right? So that's another reason for for turnover is where, you know, your task in that space to To identify a person who's going to work. I had a position and opportunity one time, Victor, that uh, they were looking for a commissioning officer, somebody to move a rig, somebody for two months. Like who's going to want to leave a position or how do you find somebody for just a short term? Right. And entice them to come in and to come take on this challenge to move a rig um, five miles down the ocean you know, for just within two months. I mean, it took them forever. So, you know, when you're working in the industry, um, it it definitely uh can be a challenge for for these um these opportunities. And in my experience in creating a
0: successful team, I'm gonna date myself here, but I was doing uh ropes course training in the nineties. Ever- what were you in the army? no it was a very popular in corporate America uh doing ropes courses I know that you in the military did ropes courses uh but did you ever do it in corporate America
1: you know what I I never did in corporate America I mean
0: do yeah. you know who who invented did... ropes courses no the Nazis
1: okay. oh my goodness
0: they they developed it for team processes and team building and of course we know, how powerful it was for units to work together effectively as a team. But I developed uh, uh, team building uh, trainings for corporations and different organizations. I even went so far as to implement it in the criminal justice system and working with offenders. Because you know that in ropes courses, you learn a lot ex- behaviorally and experientially. Mm-hmm. You, you learn about team dynamics you learn about how to effectively uh, communicate uh, your needs when you're doing a challenge. You know uh, certain protocols for safety that you must follow in order to succeed in, in doing ropes courses. And so that's why a lot of these people that went through the ropes, ropes courses, they were lacking these skills uh, because they weren't taught in the family unit. And so it all goes back to the foundation that you had in order to be able to relate, interrelate with others.
1: Correct. It reminds me, Victor, when I was in the military, I was in the Navy, and uh, we did damage control. So that's the training they put us through outside of chemical, biological warfare, um, and other types of training. Um, so in the damage control, they pretty much just throw you in a room, fill it up with water, right? And the whole mission is to basically have everyone who have the you know the 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 sailors, the team, to come together to patch up because any any type of um you know war zone or what have you, if the ship is ever struck or something should happen, um they have to prepare, and that's 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 the big you know take out there. It's it's preparing the people for a time, and I think that you know as you you hit home with it, you know what what was that foundation like? How did our parents? Or how did the school system or how did any sort of village take on, take us on to, to just move in preparing us on how to resolve conflict, how to work, how to communicate, you know, how to be understood, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, you hit on some major points when it comes to, you know. Building that foundation. and you know you know where
0: my mind goes to with uh, your comment is, do you know the origins of uh, the models for family therapy? It was uh, created at MIT, working with individuals that were not good at working in teams. And so psychologists were brought in and they were coached uh, in in the different team dynamics. And that's how family therapy got started because what happened, is that these people at in at MIT and in companies that they were uh, working with started to improve, and then their family lives started to improve. And so what they discovered, researchers discovered, that a lot of the conflict that were happening in teams and corporations was family-based. And so they were bringing their family problems into the workplace, and of course, it was chaos. So if you solve that chaos at the workplace, then you take that model into the home, and, and you have uh, uh, peaceful relations at home at, and at work.
1: And it starts. I mean, you know, like you just we just mentioned, and we talk about our HR, right? It's so important that organizations function. You know that these HR departments function properly, because of course, I mean, it's like going to the hospital, having doctors and them doing. You know, they have they have a, a procedures and and, and work to perform. But in a situation like this, I mean, when you're working in a corporate America and I've seen it happen all the time, Victor, where um, I've had employees come in, they'll share with me, you know, problems at home. And then the following day it's, there's a problem within the com- you know, the, the boss, you know, she comes in, you know, she's like, I've just got to quit. I'm about to walk out. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to stay right here. You're going to endure. And we're going to walk through this. And um, I said, did you not just come back yesterday? You told me yesterday you had an issue at home, right? And she's like, yes. I said, okay, let's not bring in and let's just, um, let's just really talk this out. And so sure enough, by the end of the week, she was a happy camper, just thinking she was gonna walk out you know, that day. And, and it's like one of these things that um, we have to be good listeners and we have to literally redirect minds.
0: Now, you bring a lot to the table in mediation, so talk to us about that.
1: Oh, gosh. We need more mediators. You know, Um, we need our, our, our community. We just, we can't live without mediation. You know, I know that as humans, we do everything to bring solutions, right? Or at least we should. Yes. Most people walk around, what I see is taking things personal, right? We see it all day, every day whether it's in politics, whether it's at the church, whether it's at home, right? Taking things personal. And as a leader um, or servant leader or, you know, advisor, we have to really stick with the mindset of understanding there's really three sides to every story, right? Yeah, the triad of conflict. The triad of... Tell us what it
0: is. So there's three sides of every story. There is the victimizer. Great. There's the victim. That's right. There's the rescuer. Okay. And the roles sometimes are reversed because the victim feels that they're being victimized. And sometimes the the tyranny of the there week, you. the victim becomes the victimizer of the victimizer. And, and again, it gets very complex and very messy. And that's why as a mediator, you're a rescuer there for both. You're there to advocate for both. And you're able to translate the emotional messaging that is taking place, but they're not listening to because they're so caught up in, in the dialogue that, that the real meaning of, of the conflict is, that, is lost.
1: That's right. That's right. And as a mediator, you know, this is we we just we don't take the sides. Right. We our mission is to come up with the solution or meet to, to be create eight. a win win. That's right. As opposed to one
0: winning, one losing. That's not a win.
1: Yeah. And this is what I'm so excited about what we're doing with We Escalate, you know, with the it's it's Escalate Performance Solutions. Right. And so um I'm so excited about it you to to actually bring to life um everything we've learned, um our, our leadership and to just get it out there. So listeners,
0: if you are listening to us for the first time, I am the host and producer of Latinos who thrive, a podcast that I've been doing for four years, where I interview highly productive, high-octane Latinos throughout America, and sometimes uh, throughout the world, deciphering what it is that they do differently that makes them thrive. And I have over three decades of experience in the field of personal development with expertise in neurolinguistic programming, with expertise in clinical hypnosis, brain spotting, and now positive intelligence as part of the suite of the skill sets that I bring to the table uh, to escalate performance solutions. So Vicky and I are very excited to to hit the ground running in uh, actually this month. This month, we're going to hit the ground running and we're going to uh, make a big splash announcing what all we're doing in, in Houston uh, we are ready to hit the ground running in 2024 with all kinds of new initiatives, new products, new joint ventures. Uh, Vicky, what are you looking forward to in 2024?
1: Oh, my goodness. It's, it's doing what needs to happen, Victor. I mean, we said it right there is basically what starting from home, you know, um, I'm looking forward to just being used however we can to make impact.
0: Go ahead and and uh, spill the beans. Uh, tell us about the the Hero Project. Oh
1: my goodness, the Hero Project. Okay, so we're giving a te- a teaser right now. So Hero was uh, a program, a self developed one when I was working in HISD, and um, I was working as a wraparound specialist. And as a wraparound spe- specialist, we are the bridge. We're the, we are the, the 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 facilitators to bring partners in. We are the, the assessors, right? We go out there and we fill the gaps there for the schools and do as much as we can to empower homes, um, for non-academic needs. So during the time of, um, Harvey, during the time of the COVID season, we were not able to bring, um, allow any partners to come in. And when I mean partners, anyone who can actually step in to provide behavioral resources. And we had to create, I created something, right? And um, I created a hero room, Uh, make it a fun place, a safe space for students to come in and teach them, teach them how to be helpful in the school, how to encourage other students, how to be respectful and how to be on task. And it was so beautiful. So beautiful. The kids maintained uh, the, the pantry that I had there, a clothing pantry, food pantry, um, our our gadget closet. Um, they encouraged one another, especially during the time of COVID. Right, wearing masks. Yeah, they were losing grandparents, family members, and very depressed in the class.
0: What were the administrators and teachers noticing from some of these students that you were uh, putting them through the hero program?
1: They were challenging themselves. They were challenging each other. Um, uh, many students I mean they were learning the values Um, they felt the students and despite of what we were going through they were working as a community Right in the school it was a straight community where children were hands-on involved in um,
0: that's the fundamentals of team building mm -hmm. uh, to where you build a community to where everyone has each other's back and everyone is supporting one another Again, this is the foundation of humanity. This is how we survived against the elements, against the uh, wild animals that were much more powerful. It's like we came together. We supported each other as a tribe. And so uh, so what we're about to do is to get back to basics and being able to empower organizations and companies. I am looking forward to this uh, because... Uh, uh, you even, I remember you even brought me into your program to talk to parents about the uh, wheel of values. Do you remember?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you've done that before. That was 2018 you yeah. got
0: out there to the school district. I had a lot of fun uh, talking to parents and empowering them, getting them to realize that if there is a deficit in one of those areas in, in a person's life, that's going to affect the entire system. So it's doing systemic thinking and systemic uh, problem solving, as opposed to narrowly trying to look at a problem through tunnel vision, as opposed to looking at the panorama. It's gonna
1: be exciting, I can't wait.
0: Well friends, uh, that's going to do it uh, for today. Uh, We look forward to tackling on any topics, any questions that you might have. We'll even have a uh, day uh, on the podcast for you to send us your questions. And we'll answer them uh, uh, on the air.
1: Hey, so um, you just said something. So they're going to send it to what? Weescalate at gmail.com? Yes. Weescalate at gmail.com, everyone. Please email us your questions.
0: And we'll be able to tackle them on the air.
1: Awesome.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it, friends. Until next time, go out, escalate, and thrive.